Amen. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Welcome to Hillside. If you are a first-time guest, welcome. Let's put our hands together, first-time guest today. If, if this is your first time, we just want to bless you. Uh, as you leave, you'll see a banner that says Next Steps, and we have a goodie bag for you. Uh, I think there's a coffee gift card in there, maybe some other goodies, but it, it will bless you, I promise. So, I, man, I'm so excited for today. For today, the message, I was praying, and, and uh, you know, when I very first, Paul, Pastor Paul had asked me to preach, I was like, oh, I, I've got the message, I know. Uh, and that was kind of my will on what I wanted to preach. And then so as I spent time in prayer, I was like, oh, God, your message is going to be way better, so let's go with yours instead. <laughs> and it's a topic that recently, you know, when God laid it on my heart, it made sense to, to preach it today. I've had a lot of conversations with, with people here at the church, co-workers, friends, and, and it's something that I think a lot of us have struggled with or do struggle with, and that is purpose. What is my purpose? Right? Does anybody here struggle with, what, what's my purpose in life? Well, one of us, okay. <laughs> this may not be as relevant as I thought. But I've titled this message, Made on Purpose, For a Purpose. And many people go through their entire life wondering and not figuring out, why am I here? What am I doing? In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one may boast, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, there are several phrases, and depending on the generation you grew up, you can probably relate or know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to find myself. I want to find my destiny. Lord, what is my calling? Lord, do I have a purpose? Can anybody connect with that? Has anybody asked one or all of those questions at some point in your life? Amen, right? We want to know that. Now, these four statements I just read are really just four different ways of saying the same thing. So this morning, I really want you to focus and listen as I read these scriptures. And I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. So I want you to bow your head and close your eyes, and listen as I read, and I want you to visualize that God is speaking these verses over you. Genesis 1.27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Proverbs 20, verse 5. The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Ephesians 2, 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Ephesians 1, 5. 
God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Psalm 139.13 For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Jeremiah 1.5 I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. Proverbs 19.21 You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. God, thank you for the truth that you speak over each and every one of us, that we were created on purpose and we were created for a purpose. God, may those words just dwell and saturate our hearts and our minds and know that each and every one of us were made specifically for your purpose, for your good, and for your will. God, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you three questions. Does God have a purpose for everyone? Does God want me to know what my purpose is? Is it possible to go all the way through life and not understand my purpose? The answer to all three of those questions is yes. It is yes. God has a purpose for everyone here today. And those that aren't here today. God wants you to know exactly what your purpose is he desires he wants you to know he desperately wants you to know and yes it is possible to go your whole life and miss your purpose i've got several truths that i'm going to share with you this morning first all of you were made in god's image he says it way back in early genesis Then God said, let us make man and woman in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. So we were made in his image. That's your first truth. Number two. You were made in God's image on purpose. There are no accidents with God. I've heard that a lot. Well, I think I'm just an oops. I'm just an afterthought. I'm an accident. That is the enemy trying to fill your mind with lies. You've got to get rid of those lies. I mean, God wrote the, or the psalmist wrote these words, You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew you before you were even thought of. Man, that's amazing, right? Mm. Third truth. God made us in in his image on purpose for a purpose. All of us have experienced a time in our lives when we've asked those tough questions. Lord, why am I here? What is it you want me to do? Why was I created? And so there are three principles that are going to help. They're going to help us answer those questions, I hope, today. The first principle is God calls every believer to full-time service. Full-time service. 
That's not a part-time job, even though we want it to be, right? Because I know me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do my thing. I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do today, right? And God's like, but I called you to full-time service. <laughs> and I can tell you, when I have the heart posture, when I have the mindset that when I wake up, today is going to be all about serving God, that is so much more fulfilling and rewarding than serving me or doing what I want to do. And it is, it's full time. There is never a day that I wake up to set off to serve God that I don't have opportunities to serve God and to glorify Him and to bring others into a relationship with Him or to share all the goodness and the gifts and, right? It's a full-time job. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. You know, some of us have jobs, and those jobs may be mundane, or, you know, you show up and you just go through the motions, and it's like, another day. Another day of 9 to 5, if you're fortunate. (laughs) Not everybody has those nine-to-five jobs. I remember when I very first started where I currently work at Samtech, um, I was the second shift, I was in second shift and I was in the shipping department. So when I started, it was like 3.30 in the afternoon till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And uh, boy, that's a rough shift, I can tell you. It's such a weird shift, right? And, and I was just trying to get my life back together. I had just gotten home from rehab and um, was living with my uncle way over in St. Matthews, Louisville. My daughters lived in Sellersburg, so I was having to get up at like 6 a.m. to go and get them ready for daycare or school or whatever. And I remember, I remember there were four days where I showed up to work, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. This can't, God, I, 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 do, I do remember you called me to this job, but it's, tough it's difficult like this is really taxing on me so for four days I questioned is this what I'm supposed to do is this what I'm supposed to do and I was in turmoil and I was praying through it and on that fourth day I'll never forget it the Bible talks about the peace that transcends all understanding I received that peace and I knew I was where I was where I was supposed to be doing what I was supposed to be doing and You know, some people have to stay in that process for much longer. It was only a few months that they came and said, hey, do you want to supervise this department? And then a year or so after that, I got promoted to the position I'm currently in. So in those four days, had I not worked as though working unto the Lord and sought him out, I would have missed everything else. So God calls every believer to full-time service. Next, uh, God will give you the gifts that are necessary to do the work he calls you to do. One of my favorite quotes by C.S. Lewis says, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen? Amen? There are things... Me up here speaking to you right now, I am not, was not qualified to do this. But he called me, and I knew it, 
and he has since qualified me to answer his call. Amen? Amen. Have any of you ever been in a situation where like, God, I feel like God called me to this, but I have no experience in that. I have no training in that. I don't know how this is going to be accomplished. And out of obedience, you say, yes, Lord. And he shows up in a mighty way. And who gets the glory? He does. Right? There is nothing more fulfilling than answer that call. There is nothing more fulfilling. And, and, and this applies to work inside the church and work outside the church, right? Because it goes back to full-time service, right? Uh, a lot of times I think of full-time as 40 hours a week, but full-time for the Lord is Full time for the Lord. Amen? The good thing is, is he gives us breaks. He allows us to rest and dwell in his presence. And then he recharges and restores and he rejuvenates us to answer that next calling. Right? He's such a good God. So, maybe God is asking you to teach a class. Maybe God's asking you to share your faith. Maybe God's asking you to give financially. Maybe God's asking you these things, right? You feel this calling, and you're like, well, Lord, I can't. I can't teach a class because I don't have the confidence. Um, I can't share my faith because I don't know what to say. And I can't give financially because, well, God, you know I'm broke, Right? It's that word. It's that most powerful word that we learned at a young age and we use it up until today. Can't. That is a powerful word. How many times, how many of y'all have ever used that when asked to do something? Oh, I can't. And usually I can't isn't enough. You have to follow it up with some big elaborate story as to why you can't. Right? And God calls me to do something. I'm like, well, God, I can't because, and I start laying all these things out. And he's like, come on, man, I'm God. Don't try to pull one over on me. I know everything. It's not a matter of I can't. It's not a matter of I can't. And man, I, I may step on some toes here, but I'm preaching to me. So just bear with me. Maybe it's not that I can't. Maybe it's I won't. God, I don't want to. I'm pretty comfortable where I am right now. Like everything's kind of easy street right now. I, I don't want to, right? You ever catch yourself maybe saying that? That's a heart thing, right? That, that's, a, that's a heart thing for me. If I'm telling God that I can't, it's probably because my heart says I won't. And does God know our hearts? Amen. Amen, he does. can't and I won't. It's very descriptive. Very descriptive word. So how, how do we change how do we change from I can't, I won't to I can? How do we do that? So Paul uh, Paul in, in uh, Philippians, he says in verse or in chapter four, let me move over here. In chapter four, he tells us, 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Shift your mindset. Don't think about your limitations. Don't think about the things that you think you can't do. Change your heart to think about those things that are godly. Think about those things that fill you up. And then change your can't to can. Get rid of the T. He says just a little bit after that in my life verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do everything through him who gives me strength, right? It goes back to qualifying us for the call, to answer the call. I can. And here's what's awesome. And I just got this revelation yesterday when it, whenever I was praying and, and going over this. The can't, the T at the end, right? I can't. That T is the cross we must bear. That T represents fear. That T represents shame. That T represents guilt. That T represents all those things that we put in the way of saying, I can. We bear that cross because He bore the cross for us to enable us to respond, yes, I can, and yes, I will. All, he, all God wants to say is, yes, I'm willing. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. The last part, the last part of this, I think, is probably where most of us struggle the most with answering the call. But God does not want you to fall victim to comparing your purpose and your calling with others. That's a big one. Whenever I have an opportunity to get up here and speak, or if I have an opportunity to serve, or I it's easy to fall victim to, well, I'm not as good as him. Or I'm not as strong as them. I can't give as much as him. I can't, I can't them, 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 them. I'm, we compare all the time. Right? Because I, I think in our minds, we think our calling has to be this grandiose, massive Speak to a mega church with tens and thousands of people. You know what? Sometimes God just calls me to get up and go to work and love and show grace and show mercy, maybe share my story, and that could be my purpose and my calling today, right? I'm not a failure because I'm not up in front of some big mega church sharing God's message. Because he hasn't called me to that. But we think, 
well, if I'm not doing this, I don't measure up. That is not what it's about. He may call you today just to be a loving husband. He may call you today to be a loving wife. He may call you today just to be a loving parent. He may call you to be a steadfast worker. He may call you... It doesn't have to be this big spotlight show, but a lot of times we feel like we fail because we're not on that level. Those are things that we put on ourselves that are not of God. Because the enemy wants you to start comparing your calling with others. Because when we fall in that trap of comparison and we think we don't measure up, what is our usual reaction to that? Well, why even try? I don't measure up. I'm not going to be as famous. I don't speak as well. I don't play guitar as well. We fall into that trap of comparison all the time. And that is the enemy's greatest tactic for us not answering and fulfilling our calling. And all God wants you to do is to say, I can. I can because you've called me to it. You've equipped me for it. And I know that you will get the glory. You will get the praise. And your kingdom will advance here on earth when I say, yes, I can. Amen? Amen. So today, today maybe you've never stopped and thought about your purpose. Maybe today you've, you've prayed about it and you're like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Here's an awesome thing. You have friends and family, those that love you, that are around you, that speak life into you. I pray that you do. I know for me, I knew when I very first got saved, and I felt a calling pretty early on uh, that, I was, that I wanted to speak in front of people. Now, it's funny because if you knew me growing up, I was the most shy, introverted, head down, never make eye contact, like that was me. And then God calls me to this, hey, I want you to speak in front of people. And I'm like, whoa, do you not know who you're talking to? But you know what he did? He started me off greeting at my church up in Indy. I was a greeter. I'd open the doors. Hey, nice to meet you, right? And I learned how to make eye contact and how to converse with people and have conversations because that's what he called me to. And then the, the pastor of that church was like, oh, hey, I, I think God has a calling on your life for ministry. So I was like, okay, right? You got somebody in your life to speak life and say, hey, hey, I, I think you'd be great at this. Right, Because a lot of times when we look in the mirror or look at ourselves, we don't see our gifts and talents. We see our flaws and failures. We see the things that we limit ourselves to what God can call us to. But others around us are like, oh my gosh, I happen to hear you behind me. You sing like an angel. Have you talked to the worship team? But we limit ourselves because all we see is the negative. All we see are our shortcomings. And God's like, man, flip the script. 
trust me and believe in me, and I will do mighty things in and through you. Be with those people that speak life into you. Be with those people that lift you up and encourage you, that want to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. Because I promise you, anything that you've set out to do or anything that you've wanted to do is nowhere near as fulfilling and rewarding as answering that call that God has put on your life. I'm telling you, as small as you think it is or as big as you think it is, that calling will fulfill you and your cup will run over. I promise you. I promise you it will. So today, if you've never really truly answered that call, or maybe you've never really asked, God, why am I here? God, what is my purpose? God, what do you want me to do? Or maybe you've never stepped into that full-time service and worked as though working unto the Lord. Because I can promise you, my wife and I have had several conversations where, where one of us, or maybe both of us, God's pretty good about not putting us in the same spot at the same time, but we've questioned, oh, it's, it's hard, or I don't want to go in today, or this is going to be a challenging week, and we speak life into each other. Hey, babe, just work as though working unto the Lord. He's called you to it. He will equip you and see you through it. Right? Lift each other up. Support each other. Encourage each other. And ultimately, pray for one another. Right? We are a family of believers. And we are to pray for each other. Because I tell you what, you get a group of people that are called together as a family and you're lifting each other up in prayer so that Steve or Karen or Keith or whatever, God, may they hear your calling, may they hear their purpose from you, equip them to move forward and do what you've called them to do. You want to talk about a revival. I tell you what, you will see God do some mighty things when you take that T, bear it, and say, I can God will move mountains, I promise you. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. God, thank you that you knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. God, thank you for knitting us and creating us specifically for a calling that you have on our life. God, let us wake up each and every day to seek after what it is that the, the works that you have prepared in advance for us to do, even today. God, let us not just leave here today and just go wondrously about our way or aimlessly about our way, God, but that we may seek you so that we are able to see those opportunities to share, to serve you. And God, may we work as though working unto you, not unto human masters, not unto human bosses, but that we work unto you so that praise. God, I pray that you speak to each and every person here today, each and every person that's listening online. God, speak their purpose, speak their calling. May they know it, God, and may we all have a heart of response of, God, I can and I will. God, may we just soften our hearts to be willing to allow you to use us in mighty ways to advance your kingdom here on earth, God. We know that you have 
great and mighty things in store with us. Silence the enemy. We rebuke him in the name of Jesus so that we may know who we are in your son Jesus. And I pray all this in his mighty name.